there we go. And we have cameras already all set up and working. Things are going smooth. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? And welcome to episode 20 of the Whatnots Review Show, one of the many podcasts that we do here at the Whatnots, where each week we pick something new to talk about, a brand new story, uh, and we talk about it. Could be a comic book, anime, manga, movie, TV show, or more. And we do what we gotta do. We we rate it. We watch it. Come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm good, Kyle. How are you this morning? I am. I'm okay. Uh, I was running a little bit late because I went to go get breakfast. I got a tropical smoothie. Mm. Um, I got their sunshine smoothie, so it has like mangoes and oranges and bananas and stuff like that and it's really good nice um so that is good however i had a really terrible night last night because Domino's fucked up my order and i am mad so it, it took him like 40 minutes to deliver it uh which by the time it got to me it was barely even warm uh, and they didn't have all of my food. Hmm. And I was like, uh, and it also came with a drink. Like, did you get the drink too? And, um, he, he I, I guess he, he was like, uh, I mean, I, I can, I can go get one for you. I was like, I mean, I paid for it. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, well, we also like, can like, like not charge you for it. I can call them and stuff i was like no i paid like i want it like you know go get me my drink (laughs) i hate to be a dick but that's what i'm supposed to get you know um and it shouldn't be that hard like the Domino's is maybe a five minute drive from my 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 house um less less than that uh but the guy never showed up with my drink so i eventually called Domino's and no one picked up i was on the phone for like 10 minutes just listening to their like i I guess it's their ring but it's like custom advertisements Uh like hey try our new 555 deal and i heard that thing like six times i was like fuck this (laughs) Uh, and so i i angrily tweeted at them and then they tweeted me back this morning so i'm supposed to dm them all of my info um to see if if they can rectify that so we'll see this smoothie is making up for it though you have bad (laughs) luck with ordering things I don't think you've ever told I, me a story. I normally don't. Of, <laughs> I don't think you've ever told me a it's story so where you ordered a thing and it came correctly in an appropriate amount of time. I, I mean, maybe I just talk about all the <laughs> bad experiences. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it uh, <laughs> it just I get I guess with all of the technical difficulties on this show, things have just been going to shit. Like oh, no. somehow my life has been jinxed uh, the only good thing was that i got a raise at my job yes. uh, which is fantastic and it was a huge one too so i'm super excited yes. about that um but yeah how are you how was how was your weekend it's good i went and i visited my niece yesterday i did not i forgot to ask if she knew the word tiger but she knows a lot of words oh, damn butterfly she's good at 
I was on the edge of my seat. I was hoping to hear <laughs> if she knew the word tiger. We didn't encounter a tiger. Yesterday was like a lot of bug picture books. So butterfly okay. she knows, caterpillar she's trying to work on. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm looking up the info on the book that we read this week. Yeah. So oh, I know and I have a... it was written by and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So no definitive answer on if babies know the word tiger yet uh, but we time. do have a definitive answer uh for our twitter poll that we started last oh. week uh land grass is in fact land sand the, the, <laughs> the, the people have spoken they voted grass <laughs> is land sand <laughs> thank you citizens we were talking about that last episode uh, on wet hot American summer I don't, I don't even remember how it came up um, but yeah we have a definitive answer mm -hmm. for that all right I don't know about you I say we dive in yeah start talking about this uh, so this week we are talking about a comic book a little graphic novel uh, called the infinite loop and it's written by uh, Pierrick Colinet and art by Elsa Chartier. Um, it was a little six-issue, I guess, miniseries uh, published by IDW uh, about it's a it's a science fiction series that asks the age-old question: What would you risk for a chance at true love? Meet. Teddy, a young woman who lives in a faraway future where time traveling is a commonplace practice and her job is to maintain the status quo by correcting time paradoxes. Uh, but when she meets Eno, a time paradox, and the girl of her dreams, Teddy must decide between fixing the time stream or the love of her life, both of which have unique consequences. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what we read this week. I had heard about this here and there. I hadn't heard much. Uh, it was on my radar, though, so that was one of the things that I pitched. Um, but you picked mm -hmm. it uh, because you were interested in the romance story. Yep, that's me. What What were you expecting when I pitched this? What What was the... The, the thoughts in your mind when you were like, oh, that sounds good. Some sort of a crime-fighting agent encountering a person of interest and mm -hmm. I was expecting a slower burn than we got. They they hit it off immediately, which was kind yes, of fun. I kind of liked that it wasn't this like building of sexual tension and should we, should we not? It's like no, very quickly we decide yes we should. <laughs> yeah, they they hit the ground r r running mm -hmm. on the romance aspect. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, so th I mean, that's kind of like the overall what happened as well. So I would say that's fairly accurate mm -hmm. of what you know what you were yeah expecting and what we got. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess after rewriting it, did your thoughts change? 
Did did you have uh I don't know <laughs> certain whatever it it was satisfying as a romance. I wish there was a little bit more to it, but it's not due to like a lack of depth in the writing. It's just due to the fact that this is a fairly short story. They put in as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they really hit the ground running with the romance. Yeah. And it's yeah. a very, like, it is the biggest plot point. It's not like a romantic subplot to some save the world story. Like, they are one. The romance is saving the world. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that too. Uh, I'll, we'll get into it more down the road, mm-hmm. but I feel like calling it a sci-fi book is almost secondary. Yeah. Or like I arg- arguably tertiary mm-hmm. to what this book actually is um which was interesting and kind of a turnoff for me at the start because uh, I, I I think the first uh, few issues really hits on the romance then it goes really hard into a mix of like sci-fi and like discourse yeah. on what it like what it is to be gay and dealing with that or coming out or Mm -hmm. you know how to how to how to support that or not support that you you know like there's that whole side of the conversation yeah as well um and yeah and it 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 fell into that hard (laughs) yeah i was Uh, i wasn't expecting which i wasn't expecting yeah i wasn't expecting it to be so overtly political i think mostly just because i kind of had it in my mind as more of just a love story just a love story with cool sci-fi elements thrown into it that the audience would of course place a lot of social importance on but i didn't know that would be inherent within the story itself which isn't bad. It's yeah. just not what I was expecting coming into this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we, we kind of mentioned what the book is about. Uh, the plot synopsis is basically that she goes and fixes these anomalies uh, throughout the time stream uh, to make sure that uh, nothing changes. Because you know, there's obviously the idea if you go back in time and change something, it'll mess everything up. So she works for. Uh, this organization that then goes back goes back in time and fixes the mistakes of other people who messed up the time stream and stuff like that. Uh, n- namely, a group called the Forgers, mm-hmm. I believe is what they were c- 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 called, uh, who seem to be purposely fucking with the time stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, and then she ends up meeting an anomaly most of the up until the big like initial thrust of the story. All of these anomalies have been inanimate objects, and then in that first issue, she meets one that's a giant T Rex, which is kind of fun. Uh, But then the next one she sees after that is a human. It's it's this woman with purple hair, uh, and so she doesn't know what to do because she has that moral conundrum of like, this is a person. Do I kill this person, mm-hmm. or is that it? Like, can, is is that what I'm supposed to do? Like, you know, um, and so yeah, she's tr- trying to figure out what to do with this anomaly. 
and in the meantime, she starts falling in love with mm-hmm. the uh, with said anomaly. Uh, so yeah, I say we jump in, start getting yeah. into spoilers and stuff like that. Because there's there, there's a lot that I want to talk about. I I think this book is a good good conversation piece. Mm-hmm. If if nothing else. Um, but yeah, so this is your guys' chance to pause this, go read The Infinite Loop, uh, and then come back. If you guys have Comixology Unlimited, uh, it is on there, and you can read uh, the entirety of The Infinite Loop uh, for f- free, I guess for no extra charge than what you're already pay- paying. Um for the Comixology Unlimited service, but I know Comixology also has it on there for ten ninety nine, uh, so it is a fairly cheap, one off, graphic novel story uh, that you you can get, and it's it's good, good fun. Uh, that being said, this is a live show. We are live right now. You can be watching us on the whatnots.com slash live streams or twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Uh, and you guys can join in the conversation if you guys have read the book uh, or just want to chime in with your thoughts or ask us questions. Uh, that would be very welcomed and encouraged. We want you guys to play along at home. Um, what else? What else? What else? I guess, I, you know what? Let's do housekeeping oh. right now. Instead of saving that t- t- towards the end when people might tune out, Let's do it in the middle here, and they have no choice. <laughs> Hostage. Captive audience. Uh, okay, let's see. Let me pull up housekeeping. So housekeeping item number one, our RSS feeds are fixed. Mm. Long story short, uh, when we first started the Whatnots, we had one RSS feed, and that's the one uh, basically all of you guys have been subscribing to on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever. Um, that that's the one we initially started with, but we've grown over the years, and we have multiple shows now. So each of those sh- shows now needs its own RSS feed. So what's happening is that original RSS feed is going to be shut down in about a month. In mid-September, uh, that feed will be obsolete. It will no longer be updated. Uh, so you guys will need to resubscribe uh, to our other shows, uh, and you can. Do that by searching the whatnots in your iTunes podcast app or whatever podcast app you use, and all of our feeds will come up there. The one you should not subscribe to is The Whatnots by The Whatnots. Um, but each of our shows, uh, the review show, the captain's log, and the reactor core all have their own individual shows and will pop up when you search for the whatnots. So you can subscribe to all of them, or you can pick and choose if you only want to follow one or two of them. You can do that as well. Uh, housekeeping number two. Go read the mission report. Uh, each month I put up a little update, just kind of here's what we've been up to this past month in case you guys missed any of our episodes. Um, it's just a way to stay up to date with everything that we do. Uh, housekeeping number three, Fantastic Four issue one, uh, came out a week or two ago, depending on when you are listening to this. Uh, for a long time, the Fantastic Four comics uh, have not been around, uh, and they finally made their triumphant return 
not too long ago, and I did a, I hesitate to call it a review, but I did a review on Fantastic Four Issue 1. Uh, I had some words to say about that. I was not too happy, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, but go check, out if you, go check that out if you are interested. You can read both the Mission Report and the Fantastic Four review on our website, thewhatnots.com. And last but not least... Uh, we just recorded a new episode of The Captain's Log this past week uh, that was jam-packed mm-hmm. with all sorts of people. Uh, you might need to bear with us a little bit on some audio problems for that, but we had a lot of fun. Uh, it was packed with all sorts of t- t- talk about our vacations and jobs and some p- personal stuff as well, so go check that out. Uh, and hopefully you guys enjoy it, and ho- hopefully we'll have some good m- more e- episodes of the Captain's Log uh, each week that you guys can check out. And that's it for housekeeping. Enough of that. Let's get back to the book. All right, Melissa. What? What? What are you thinking? What do you? Where do you want to start? I. I would like to say that this reminds me of two things that have previously been covered on the show. One I covered and one you covered previously in the previous incarnation of the show with Paul. This seems like a fusion of Ars Paradoxica and Strangers in Paradise. Did you get that vibe too? I got an Ars Paradoxica (laughs) vibe, yeah. I was like, I think they would like this. I I should be like, hey, Dan and Misha, you guys should check this out. Mm -hmm. Um... But, uh, yeah, it, it's, I mean, because it, 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 it has that, like, g- governing mm-hmm. body time travel, like, hey, we need to make sure everything is correct. Um, and then, I, I didn't get the Strangers in Paradise vibe as you did, so where did that come in? Um, in that this is a story about the relationship between two women at its very core. This is romantic. Strangers in Paradise okay. is a little bit more of a gray area. It is platonic. Maybe it could be romantic. Who knows? It, this kind of reminded me. I think there's there's more players yeah. in the r- romance. Sometimes they're over here. Sometimes yeah. they're here. Sometimes they're there. You know. And this story also has like one guy who's with them and you're not exactly sure what to think about him if he's a good guy or not and then a lot of other male characters that are just sort of cartoonishly terrible <laughs> they they are straight off a set of like the old Miami Vice <laughs> TV show yeah. where they are just like the most masculine macho yeah. wearing c- c- cops in Hawaiian shirts that you'll ever see <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that set of character dynamics really reminded me of Strangers in Paradise a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can I can see that. That makes sense. Um, did let me ask you this right off the bat. Did you have a favorite character? <sighs> He's not around long, but I really loved that janitor. <laughs> yeah, he was fascinating. I, I kind of want to say he was my favorite too. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like it's it's a story that we don't see. Like we we kind of see everyone else mm-hmm. like being involved with this story, but then they're like, his story happened long ago. He's retired. <laughs> yeah. 
something tragic happened to him. And we're like, I want to know. Yeah. Wh- who is this guy? And I know you've said you haven't really watched a lot of Futurama, but he looks exactly like the janitor in Futurama, which also, like, okay. helped me warm up to him. Like, oh, it's just Scruffy there... the janitor in another version. I actually wouldn't put it past this comic <laughs> yeah. to actually have that character be the, that janitor. Mm-hmm. There's references in this to literally everything Yeah. in, in this book. I saw, like, a Star Trek reference. Mm-hmm. There's references to 1984, mm. like, direct references. Oh. Um, the, the whole, like, strength is unity stuff. Oh, okay. That, like, all of that is from 1984. I didn't know that. that was, yeah, that was a book I never got to um, read in school. All right, cool. Thanks. Fascinating, fascinating book. Um, and... Yeah, they do stuff like that, and then there's references to, like, uh, The Wizard of Oz, to, like, Pride and Prejudice, Mm -hmm. kind of, like, Little House on the Prairie type of stuff. Um, It's wild. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch that I didn't catch. Was was there ones that you you caught? Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, they just... (laughs) mention that thing when they're in the anomaly warehouse you can see real tiny in the background a marty mcfly with his hover skateboard <laughs> yeah yeah they, they mentioned back to the future mm-hmm. uh didn't they mention no they didn't mention indiana jones that was the tv show i was watching last night but yeah they they, they mention all sorts of stuff like that or it's just in the background or it's some like visual reference slash inspiration um and i it's kind of fun to read yeah. just for that and see like ooh, i've i've read that book or ooh, i've seen that movie you know <laughs> um it was good it was fun. the one reference that took me so far back i like screamed was when um the janitor i think his name is herman when herman and teddy are talking and he's like Oh, I see why you're risking so much for this anomaly girl now that I see her from behind. And he makes, inside of his word bubble, is just that meme face from, like, 2010. The, the original meme like, face, what's, yeah. Like, problem? It's that guy who I've not thought about since <laughs> 2010 and who I never expected to see again, especially not in, like, this beautiful sci-fi love story comic. I, I was shocked. So let's let's talk about that real quick because I've I I that that scene stuck stuck out mm-hmm. to me, um, and it's it's interesting because what I was thinking of is like how much emojis and emoticons and memes are like ingrained in our culture yeah. and the way we speak now, but it's it's a very visual like way of communicating despite most of it being text Mm -hmm. right um and comic books have always kind of done the same thing you get that onomatopoeia Mm -hmm. the biff boom pow you know and a meme is kind of like a new version of that right because there was other times where instead of like uh the art showing that a character was blushing it had like the talk b- b- bubble there with an emoji in there, mm-hmm. and not the like 
the iPhone fancy looking ones, but the actual text ones. It was like parentheses, colon, this thing and that yeah. thing, you know? Like it, it has all of that stuff in it, which is an interesting way to tell your story, I, th- I think. Because we like that, we, we, we recognize and we understand and we know that c- c- culture so quickly that with ju- just those few little characters right we'd be like oh okay she's she's happy yep. or she's embarrassed or she's you know this and i'm like oh that's that's actually kind of cool yeah. you know that 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 you can have that 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 mix of stuff there i did really like the way this book used a lot of different narrative displays and way to ways to format what it's saying like the flow charts flow charts show up repeatedly yep. throughout this book and then at the end when like time is really starting to break down you see a lot of like lines of code and things like that it throws a lot of weird <laughs> little writing twists at you but i never felt like it got gimmicky or anything like that i think they managed it really well and it was always creative and it always fit what that scene needed it to be yeah yeah it's an it's an interesting one i think it's 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 strange so all i'm i'm probably get into this in just a bit but i felt this book was kind of shallow Mm. for lack of better terms i i i I think there's some good discourse on a bunch of different themes and topics and stuff like that um but it's kind of on the nose with a lot Mm -hmm. of it uh it it doesn't go deeper than kind of surface level stuff on a lot of it um and I, 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 f- I feel like the, 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 the way that the art mixes with the writing in this, I think, is an example of it not being shallow. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's where a lot of the theories i'm coming up with in my head just like the fan theories and stuff like that that's where a lot of that stems from Mm -hmm. um which is interesting so if i can back up for a bit here uh i i'm a huge sci-fi fan Mm -hmm. i love sci-fi stories i love time travel i love robots uh i love all that spaceship stuff uh whatever else and one thing that sci-fi does really well that I like is it can kind of take a step back and look at humanity or society uh, fairly objectively. Um, uh, Obviously, if you're a better writer, you can make it more objective and Mm -hmm. you won't necessarily insert your own thoughts and stuff like that into the writing. But, um, yeah, like it... Because it's once removed, we don't feel like it is uh, uh, Mm -hmm. us. Because I'm looking at problems with robots, you know, then maybe I can understand, like, it's it's supposed to be a metaphor for Mm -hmm. humans, you know? Um, And I I think this book does a lot of, of that as well. Obviously, the anomaly being this metaphor for being gay or being a part of the LGBTQ uh, whole 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 thing, and 
I, I, I think it nails it in, in that regard. But especially at the end, when uh, she reboots the time stream, which is her big plan, mm-hmm. uh, it goes to that, like, page and a half of code. Yeah. Which is really, it, which strikes me as very odd. Because then I get this idea of, like, oh, what if all of these are just simulations? <laughs> What if this is a giant computer? Like, someone is playing The Sims, you know? And, like, that's what this whole thing is. Which they don't even talk about. It's just, hey, here's this. She reboots the time yeah. stream, and there's just this one or two pages of of code, and that's it. They move on. So it's not even mentioned. But it's just, like, why would that, like, why would there be code? Hmm. If if she's, <laughs> like, rebooting the time stream, that d- doesn't, I mean, she's not, I mean, I guess they're using technology to time travel, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not her technology that's resetting. It's the actual time stream. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm like, huh. I don't know. Something's up here. I read that more as, you know, they keep using the word reboot. That's what you would say if you were yeah. doing something like that. And the code is just like, okay, we're rebooting this. Let's take this literally. Let's write out kind of as like, not really a joke, but as this like fun I mean, background yeah. thing. Let's write out the code of what's happening. Let's translate this very emotional human thing into computer language. And then when it, um, when we have that big blue page with like the directions and the code breaking down, there's like a signature at the end, like from, you know, the God of Forever. Or am I really? Like the, somebody signs yeah, off on the code. It's this playful, yeah. you know, thing, which is, it, it, it works either yeah. way, which if it is meant to be like, huh, maybe this is a giant simulation, whoa. <laughs> Or just like this is a joke, like it's 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 a, like a memification of like let's yeah. re- 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 reboot the time stream. Let's just yeah. put in this little fun you know thing here, so and they I can s- understand that it's it's re- rebooting. Yeah, yeah. And I I read that bit kind of as like that last signature, the sign off on the code is almost like this sort of hand of God sort of thing. Like there's it's 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 literally the meme face. <laughs> Like, or am I? Yeah. <laughs> it, is. it is. Yeah. Like, just here's a message from some sort of higher power or outside power. Be it God, be it Uatu yeah. the Watcher, forbidden to interfere. Just sort of looking out over you, like, just do your best. Things will be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, the... the, the there's a lot of directions that this book can go in or continue in or could have gone in, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I really like sci-fi books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first two issues for me, I wasn't feeling – I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. It was like the first, like, two and a half. Um, and it was just like, okay, this is very heavy on the romance. The sci-fi aspects really aren't are, are just like background stuff. Yeah. And so, I I almost would hesitate to call this a sci-fi book. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, sure, it has time travel and stuff like that, but that's really not the point or the purpose mm-hmm. of this book. Is to do this 
science fiction exploration into time travel or stuff like that. Um, and once once you get past the first like two and a half issues, then I, I, I mentioned it before, but it falls really hard into sci-fi time tra- travel multiple versions of yourself mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it got it got a little bit hard to follow yeah. of who was who i got very lost mm-hmm. uh and even the way they they start to tell the story started to confuse me i, I don't know if i because i read it on comiXology mm-hmm. um so I, I don't know if it's like a mistake on Comixology's side or if it's the way that the book was supposed to be read. But there's one scene when she's doing like shit. It's the original, I guess not original, who yeah. knows. Uh, but it's the, the main character, Teddy. Fighting against all of the alternate reality teddies, mm-hmm. and I turn the page, and all of a sudden, it's a different scene. There's some black woman tied up, oh, yeah. and yeah. bloody, and she's getting beaten up, and it's just like, wait, what? What? Who? Who? What? Like, I I go from one scene to like a whole nother like plot in meteorites like in the middle of the action i'm yeah. like wait it, it confused the hell out, out of me yeah and then it, and it's only like a one page thing and then we go back and then it eventually returns to that scene and it explains some stuff of like how it got yeah. there but it was i was like is that page in the wrong spot <laughs> like was i supposed to i don't know it, i mean it, I mean, I I guess yeah 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 yeah. When I read both mm-hmm. the same v- v- version, I'm assuming on comics. Yeah, I think the story just gets kind of jumpy at around that point. And it would be yeah. nice if we had a little, if we had like some sort of a clock, just like a slightly better grasp of okay, when are we now? Yeah, yeah, I. It's because, like, I, I, from what, like, looking back now that I've read the the thing, I like, I like the story. I like what they're trying to do with it. I think it's one downfall is that it's only six issues. Yeah. It's short, um, which is both good and bad. You know, like it's it's a story, a complete story, uh, that I can hand to someone. They don't need to have read anything mm-hmm. else, um, and they can read the book in like two hours and be done with it. And they just had this fun little sci-fi romp or fun romance story, you know. Um, but at the same time, yeah, like I I want to know these characters more. Yeah. They really hit the ground running on that romance stuff, and that I didn't really mm-hmm. buy. It's like, like literally within like six hours, they're already in bed together. <laughs> like, I'm so in love with you, you know. And it's just like, I, what? I mean, sure, I can understand. And some, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes first dates go really well, you know. Uh, but yeah, but it 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 was it wasn't the like lust. It was like. 
you're the mm-hmm. one like i you're my soulmate kind of thing i was like okay i don't i don't really buy that you know if they had given it more time or they had explored that like moral conundrum that she's in this is a person I shouldn't murder a mm-hmm. person, but she's an anomaly. She's not supposed to exist anyways. What do I do? You know, like if, if I feel like if they had explored that more and the characters had spent more time together to build up that romance and that, you know, that, that, that sexual t- tension, then I, then hell yeah. I've been like, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cause then I, I don't know what to do, <laughs> but in this book, it's just like, okay, she's an anomaly. Oh, but you guys are eating each other out. Wonderful. Uh, I guess we're going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like that, that you spent absolutely no time thinking about this moral <laughs> conundrum. <laughs> I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more about exactly how human is Anno. Yeah. There were some things about her that confused me. Like she she seems uh, completely normal, completely intelligent, just like she looks exactly how she looks. You yeah, you are a perfectly normal intelligent woman in your mid 20s maybe. But like I think just based on what I might have expected from other stories, I would have thought she would have been more like, more like an AI or something. More like, oh, I am a program designed to run, like, this many actions, this many processes. And when I get outside of that, I kind of break down and have trouble understanding things. Because I am designed to only do this much. Because she's created. Like, a, she is technically created. And I was kind of surprised that she had so much depth to her for being something just created to sort of mess with the time stream. But I guess... As we find out, like, she is this sort of cyclical creation, and if she was always destined to be Teddy's lover, yeah, it would make sense that she has so much more intelligence in life to her. Does that make sense? So at at the same—yeah, kind of. At, at, at the same time, so you mentioned that she's created. Mm-hmm. My first thought is, no, she wasn't created. She's an anomaly. Like, she's a mistake. She's this, like— uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like she's not. She's a by. Yeah, like she's not programmed to right. be a virus. She is instead like a glitch that just happened. Okay. Yeah, it, it, she's more of a glitch yeah. where it, like she doesn't necessarily have specific programming to go do a certain thing and only can do that one thing. And once she's out of that, you know. But. I I kind of want to say it's a little bit of both of what Mm -hmm. we said because if the foragers are the ones making all of these anomalies they are they are technically teaching themselves to make these things like and make specific things so later on in the book and again spoilers if you haven't read the book shame on Mm -hmm. you if you've you know (laughs) if you're gonna get spoiled um but uh, the foragers turn out to be the other versions of Teddy mm-hmm. already having gone through a lot of this stuff. So if you're right and the foragers created her, 
it was an like it was alternate versions of Teddy that created this perfect being that they knew the Teddy that we follow would instantly yeah. fall in love with and fall hard for, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that makes it a little bit more believable, right? Once yeah. you get it, but it, that's also not really explored. Yeah. That hey, it was the other versions of Teddy that created her, uh, or that you know, you know manipulated things in the timeline so that she specifically was created. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that that I, I think is what really b- 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 bothers me is there's interesting stuff like yeah. that in this book that just isn't talked mm-hmm. about. I'm just like, <laughs> so many missed opportunities. I I I, I and I, you know it's 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 not like the creators didn't mm-hmm. think about didn't think about the stuff, but it's. You know, they they have a certain story that they wanted to tell and to get to the actual crux of the story. You know, it's like okay, well, that's not necessarily as important. You know, it might be fascinating to explore all all of that stuff philosophically. You know, uh, but it's you know, it's it that's not the story they were trying to tell. So that's why I was kind of a little disappointed in the book, mm-hmm. but that's just me because I really like sci-fi <laughs> stuff, and I was like, I want the more sci-fi yeah. stuff. Give me the more sci-fi stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, that, just like, I, I I, wanted to spend more time with the characters. Yeah, and I really wanted to spend more time with the characters. Like, I think Teddy and Anno have got enough there, there's sufficient yeah. levels of characterization for this story. I wanted to know so much more about the supporting characters and also mm-hmm. about not about like the world Teddy comes from, because it seems like they have done away with love entirely. Like she's not. That was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Like she's not an outsider because she loves another woman. She's an outsider because she loves anyone. And I would have liked to have seen more of what that world was like and how that loss of love impacted other people. So we see it with her. And I think that's one of the reasons she falls for Anno so quickly is that it has been programmed. Well, not, you know, we were talking about programming in a more literal sense earlier, but she has been sort of Mm -hmm. built. She's been told, like, you know, don't, we're not falling in love. It's too complicated. It's too painful. We're just making the world simpler. It just You're here to do a job. You're here to do these missions. Love isn't important. And, like, she sees, she finds herself in such an outside situation that, like, she starts to break down. These internal systems she's had for so long start to break down. And so she falls for this yeah. woman. And... I just wonder if anything like that has happened to anybody else. Like, they have a great love story. I wish there was another, even very minor love story in this book. Yeah, I, I kind of would have. I mean, I I guess we get hints that I and I forget his name off the t- top of my head. Uh, her like Ulysses handler, Ulysses. Yeah. Yes. Um, I got the feeling that he had some kind of romance or love story that we just didn't get to yeah. know. Because he's the one that was like, you don't love anyone? You know, like, what? what is, I mean, I, I, like, you, you could kind of tell that he had feelings for yeah. her, uh, for Teddy. But it was just like, he 
he believes in love you yeah. know um but that that whole idea though of them kind of getting rid of this idea of love is also really fascinating um their whole argument being that uh that that every culture or still like each conflict that whatever culture has gone through all started because of someone's choice to love Mm -hmm. because you love one thing someone else is going to hate because love therefore hate yeah and it was like well then why don't we just get rid of love (sighs) and it that seems when you look at when you look back at what this book is about at at first you're like well that that doesn't really fit with the whole story but i feel like it actually does Mm -hmm. um because it it's this idea of like breaking out of this infinite loop as they call it this idea that nothing can change right because change is bad there is one rigid way to do things and is the one we've always you know air quotes known um and if you go out of that cycle it's wrong um so when we first see that it's kind of this it's it's almost backwards from what this book ends up being about but like not i guess not backwards but more of a like a mirror image Mm -hmm. i I guess it's it seems backwards but it's still the same thing if that that, it's hard to explain yeah but i thought that that page and that panel is fantastic so i have it pulled up on my phone Mm -hmm. here and uh Ulysses and Teddy are in the diner, the, like, 1950s diner, Um, and it's not just the 1950s-style diner. They went to the 1950s to go to a diner and have burgers, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Um, But, yeah, like, they're they're kind of talking about the, as Ulysses says, the notorious infinite loop, Um, and and they're like yeah we're uh done with hatred done with love uh and he says it's for the better also i know uh you find our time period dull and bleak um but at least it's at peace and that the top like three quarters of the page is all colored in yes like it's what it's what we we would see what we normally see but then that bottom page is all in black and white there's no color except for a box around ulysses Mm -hmm. and his box is in color and i thought that panel was fantastic because it's not actually ulysses that sees the world in black and white it's her it's Teddy, right? There is no love. There is no hate. It is just this boring, bland world. And he he sees the colors of love, you know, as as you might say in 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 this book. (laughs) Um, but then it ends up working in this really cool metaphor when she starts breaking out, and she sees all of these colors and stuff, right? Um, she, you, you know, I. 
I, I was w- wondering if, by chance, when she meets Anno for the first time, there was a similar effect. And I don't think there is. No. Um, I'm looking at... Uh, so she's in the city. It's colored. Uh, no, everything is colored when she first meets Anno. Uh, but then I was wondering if they also did something similar once they reset the timeline. Uh, let me see. I'm, I yeah, I don't remember them here. playing around with color like that at any other point. Yeah, talking more about Ulysses, is... I he does seem like a guy who he's very hopeful, and people are hopeful about him, have, which I liked because he he screws up. He screws up at a number of moments, but nobody ever really holds it against him that badly. Like, they all believe, okay, this guy's gonna figure out he screws up, this guy's gonna change, this guy's gonna come to help us out eventually. And I liked that. I liked that he wanted to help people and other people believed in his ability to help them once he put his mind to it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of one of those people, he might not understand necessarily what's happening or what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but by that by that one panel where everything is in black and white but yeah. his is still in color it's it's just this idea that he might not understand what it's like to be gay or something mm-hmm. like that um but he believes in love yeah believe in thing you know um but uh so so yeah i mean so he at at the end as you said like he'll still come and help but he's like i don't understand what's happening but i'm here to help you know yeah I w- <laughs> um but he's but he yeah like i i would like to hear more from him because he also does go through this yeah. kind of what is happening like mm-hmm. i don't understand this is not who you are you know yeah um so yeah i, I, I just I, I i wish we got more time with the characters i wish i knew what ulysses wanted besides joining i think it's unit 70 is those two miami vice guys and he's got like a little bit of a puppy dog crush on um on teddy but like when he kisses her he realizes that was a bad choice and then he doesn't seem to like hold on to that puppy dog crush anymore so he's got this general want to like i want to help people i want my friend to be happy and he mm-hmm. wants to join the Unit 70 guys, but then I wish we knew a little bit more about how he reacted when he's like, okay, those Unit 70 guys are jerks. Like, what is his yeah. new goal? Like, does he want love? I wanted to know a lot more about him. And <laughs> also, speaking of those Unit 70 guys, the first time they show up, like, one of them, like, claps Ulysses on the shoulder, and they're, like, trying to guess what kind of size Hawaiian shirt he's going to fit into, and they're like, small. No, they're medium. Small. You've got broad shoulders. I bet you work out. And I'm like, is this going to... I don't want to pigeonhole these guys, but are they going to turn out to be gay? Is that going to be like a twist I the book throws I very much got us? the, like, yeah. gay undertone. Like, they're so macho that they don't want to show it. <laughs> and they're, like, so closely bonded with each other. You never see them apart. You never see a third person in that group. It's always the pair of them. <laughs> It was fantastic. Yeah, just like the 
the two straight characters that everyone wants to be gay, gay. Like, come on, just do it. Just kiss, damn it. <laughs> just accidentally touch hands. <laughs> come on, you can do it. It's not that bad. And what we were talking about earlier where all of a sudden the that woman is, Teddy is beating up that woman. That's yeah. Tina, who is the boss of this whole time organization and I think that would have seemed like a less jumpy plot point if we had known about her beforehand because that's her introduction and before that like of course we can guess this organization probably has some big boss up there but like we don't know that for sure like, and we don't know if she's menacing yeah. or if she's nice or, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm a sweet little old lady that needs to k- k- keep the time yeah. stream intact. No, I'm Amanda Waller. Mm, yeah, and, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I wish we knew a lot more about just kind of the structure of this time organization. I don't even remember if it has a name off the top of my head. Uh... I feel, I feel like they said something. They, they must have at some point. Maybe it was at the start. Yeah. I don't know. Got lost in the time stream yeah. of things. I, <laughs> I would have been interested to see a stronger portrait of what Teddy's life is like in juxtaposition to what it's like after Anno shows up. Like, you know, what is her world like? How strict is her working space? Does she have off hours? What does she do in her off hours? Does she have any friends that aren't Ulysses? Like, just a tiny bit more of that I would have liked to have seen to just have a a real display of, okay, now I've met this woman and things are completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that would mm-hmm. be be good. I, I don't know if this is correct or not. I, I could be speaking out of my ass here. Uh-huh. Um... I, I feel like I heard somewhere that they're making more, like the Infinite Loop 2. That'd be nice. Which, yeah, which would be kind of cool. I, I don't know if it's going to be, like, new characters or more stuff from, uh, the you, you know, f- f- from the, the stuff that we already had. Like, maybe it explores Ulysses a little more. Yeah, Who knows? that'd be good. I, I don't even know if that's a real thing, but... um. Who knows? I I would like to see that if it does happen, though. Let me ask you this. Yep. Because um, uh, one of the things that surprised me, and you mentioned it at the start, too, was, like, how, I, I guess for lack of better terms, how political this book mm-hmm. got. It, it, it very much surprised me with how much this book is actually about... Uh, like how to cope with or not cope but how you know how to come to terms with being gay or mm-hmm. how to come out uh or how to deal with a friend of yours who is now identifying as gender queer or something else you know um and I, like i i was not expecting that it got you know like they're they're quoting malcolm x and all mm-hmm. of these different books and all of, you know and i was just like whoa okay uh there you go i good for them yeah um how, how did you feel a, a, a about all of that Cause when i look back at this book now that's what i think about 
this book. Mm-hmm. I again, I wouldn't say this is a sci-fi book. I'd be like, hey, this is a uh, like lesbian romance book mm-hmm. with a lot of discourse on, you know, um, maybe you're scared to come out. Read this book. Maybe you're dealing with your sexuality, you're struggling with it, or your gender identity. Read this book, right? You know, it's it's. I, I think it's more about that than it is the time tra- travel stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wh- what are your thoughts? I've just personally always had a taste more for stories that are more stories. Like, they have themes, they have values, they have things they definitely want you to think about. I just typically haven't gone as much for stories that are like, and now I am very overtly telling you something. <laughs> Don't be afraid to come out yeah. of the closet. You like, know? Don't be afraid to stand up y- and fight back. Yeah, and it's, again, it's not anything against that. I recognize that definitely has value, and that is the st- sure. story yeah. people want to tell, and that is the story people want to read. Like, I I read a story to relax, and I always feel weird when a story's like, and now here's a list of things I want you to do. (laughs) It's like, oh, I didn't know I would come away from this with homework. It it was a little on the nose. Yeah. Uh, And, which, again, I don't mind. I think the the themes in this book were fantastic. I, Mm -hmm. I guess I should let it be known that... I like that experience is really not my experience, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I don't really identify with that all that much. Um, but I, I, I think, yeah, a lot of the story kind of got drowned out in the th- th- themes and the yeah. messages that they were trying to, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, I mean, yeah, like, it's not bad. These themes aren't bad. These messages are mm-hmm. good things that I think people should take note of. Um, it, it, was, it was just like, I kind of didn't want to be spoon-fed this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's, like, everything they're saying is very important, but it also, being so important also makes also makes it feel kind of heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I hesitate to say I want it more subtly Mm -hmm. done, but I, I, I guess that's it. Like, I, I want these messages in this story because I think the analogy is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. This idea of, hey, you are something that does not fit in mainstream society, whether it be your gender identity mm-hmm. or your sexuality, you're something that the mainstream society considers an anomaly, literally. Yeah. Right? Um, and so to have this idea of, oh, here, what if we do anomalies in the, t- in the time stream, time paradoxes, right? That can be a metaphor for the LGBTQ mm-hmm. experience. And I was like, oh, that, that like that's perfect i mean that's exactly what the x-men are mm-hmm. like these, these misfits that society is scared of and doesn't know what to do and they think they're bad guys but they're the x-men are actually just out there trying to help and keep everyone safe you know mm-hmm. um and that that's why 
so many people with that experience latch on to like the 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 x-men and stuff um and and sure some of those stories can be more overt too but it like i i feel like if they if they they gave this story room to breathe yeah more time with the characters more time to kind of explore that that metaphor and that Mm -hmm. the 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 sci-fi aspects of that metaphor i think we would come to those conclusions uh that not necessarily on our uh, own mm-hmm. but more so with the feeling that i wasn't just spoon-fed you know something yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah it, what's wh- what are you thinking about it really does hammer its point home and like i i completely understand and respect that like you have this opportunity you've created this platform for yourself like go for it like sure. say everything you want to say like that is your you're right to do, but it does kind of overtake the story a little bit at some it's, points. It's, uh, it's, what I want is show me, don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, the, the, it got, as as we've said a million times now, very heavy-handed, where it's like, don't be afraid to c- come out to your mm-hmm. family and your family your friends that's like okay that's a you have a v- extremely valid point mm-hmm. you, you know but you're li- literally just here telling me this like you could have j- just tweeted a- about a- about it and i c- could have gotten the same thing from that but you've made this comic book right where you have these ca- characters show me their story don't mm-hmm. don't you know yeah necessarily force feed me this this thing ab- about hey you should stand up and fight back and stuff like that you can have those messages in in there but you don't need to explicitly say them to me to have me understand them yeah um, I mean hey there are some people out there that you need to explicitly say yeah, them to yeah. to have them uh, 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 understand it so I get that as well, 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 well right mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I think for the most part I want the show me don't tell me thing. and the book is giving you a lot of things that anybody could give you and it's not giving you quite enough of the things only it can give you like we're sitting here talking about oh i wish i knew so much more about ulysses and it could have spent more time on something like that like who is this man does he want to fall in love with somebody and like you can mention harvey milk and the audience can be like oh okay i'll go look up harvey milk later because that's information anybody could give me only you can tell me more things about ulysses and you didn't exactly exactly I think that nails it. <laughs> oh boy! But yeah, I mean, that being said, I I think it's 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 a fairly good read. I I had fun yeah. reading it. I I liked I I, lo- I love the artwork. Yeah, the artwork it is, is a fantastic, fantastic um, looking book. I love all the character designs, especially mm-hmm. getting to see like dozens of alternate universe teddies in slightly different outfits and haircuts. I really liked. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, let me ask you this: Did you have a favorite teddy that popped up? There's, there's a couple of them that are like the main yeah. ones. 
there and again one more thing that whole like she has these different versions I of like herself that. in her head and she's kind of going crazy she has like she even says like hey i have a loose screw here they do it that one time and then they don't explore it again then it's like oh there actually are physical manifestations you know you know it goes into this thing mm-hmm. but they didn't explore hey teddy yeah. might actually be crazy is she making all of this up <laughs> you know is all of this in her head i don't know we didn't go there (laughs) yeah i would have liked a tiny bit more about like she kind of imagines these alternate versions of herself in her head and i would have liked a bit of a moment of realization of when she real when she's introduced to hey i'm another version of you that she's like oh did i guess really right then (laughs) you know is like hippie teddy out there somewhere can i go find her I think my favorite Teddy variant was they call her the ingenue and it's the like, it's the one in the uh, Austin dress, like the Regency yeah, period the, like, dress, the princessy Austin, one. Really, yeah. I like that one. Uh, I think I liked the punk one because mm-hmm. she, she just shows up and is like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Good stuff. Do you have any final thoughts on uh, this book before we get on to pitching what we'll do for next week? I do. I So in Comixology, it includes at the beginning this foreword by an author named Kelly Thompson. Did you read that? Uh, I kind of skimmed through it. Kelly Thompson wrote this book I read a couple years ago, and I had forgotten about it. And then when I read her name again, I'm like, oh! That's the woman who wrote this thing. I forgot how much I loved that book. And it's this novel called The Girl Who Would Be King. And it is about these two teenage girls who both develop superpowers. And one of them is very strongly a good girl. Not in that like, oh, I don't stay out past curfew and I get good grades. She She is a hero. And the other girl is very definitely a villain. And it's just these two, like, opposing but balancing forces, like, rushing at each other and, like, heading towards this big, disastrous conflict. But also they are normal teenage girls. So while the hero girl is trying to, like, help people and use her super strength to save people, she's also like, my boyfriend's coming over for dinner. I I don't know what to cook for him. How do I date somebody? And it was a really <laughs> fun story. And I liked it a lot. And I was very happy to be reminded of it. And to see that this author kept writing comics. Like she, uh, it said in that little bio there in the foreword yep. that she's written Jim and the Holograms comics and some Captain Marvel comics. Yes. Yes, she has. So if you're ever in the mood for a prose novel, like a young adult prose novel that kind of has superhero and comic book sort of themes to it. The Girl Who Would Be King by Kelly Thompson is a really great read. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks for mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I, I guess final thoughts from me. Go check it out. It's on Comixology. Yeah. I'd say it's worth the read. I think uh, if you are a part of the whole LGBTQ experience or if you're questioning or whatever this might be something to go check out um or if if you know someone who is this might be something to hand to Mm -hmm. them um 
good fast read uh but yeah yeah go go check Mm -hmm. it out it's pretty cheap it's on comiXology unlimited right now at the time of recording this when this comes out stuff like that uh but yeah melissa it is your Mm -hmm. turn to do some pitches for this next week so we can figure out what we'll do i have a movie what do you got i have a movie and i have two scripted podcasts so the movie all the talk of anomalies in this book really reminded me of wreck it ralph and vanellope glitching out okay (laughs) yeah yeah and this is just a movie i've been wanting to revisit recently anyway the sequel's coming out later and i am moving soon and this was one of my favorite packing and unpacking movies to put on like while i was moving in and out of my college dorm and then moving all my stuff back home and then moving from my home into my first apartment wreck it ralph was usually on in the background and i'm like okay it is time to move again let me return to my like comfort food favorite that still has like plenty of layers for us to dissect there's a lot in this movie and i really like it and i think it'd be fun to talk about sounds good Mm -hmm. That's pitch number yeah, one. and then two audio dramas. Again, because I'm going to be packing, I can very easily absorb an audio drama while I am packing. Yep. <laughs> so these are efficiency choices, but they are both real strong shows, and they're ones I've listened to and I like a lot. Uh, pitch number two is a podcast called Wooden Overcoats, which is a, I love that a term for a coffin, and it is... It's a euphemism. Yeah, yeah. and it is a British show. Uh, It's really like an audio sitcom. Like, these aren't audio dramas. These are audio sitcoms. And this is a show about this tiny British island that for years has had one little funeral home on it. That was, the one was all they ever needed. And it's not good, Uh but it's the option you've got. And then suddenly a new funeral director. Bodies in the ground in, in in the ground on time. Yeah. And then a new funeral director. Bodies in the coffin in the ground on time. <laughs> moves in across the street from them. And then, and he's just the nicest guy, and he's really great at his job, and he really supports the community, and he's perfect, and you hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to pitch this to Paul, I think, at least twice. Um, and it was never oh. picked. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I love this show. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It is so and funny. And we could listen to season um, one and that's just eight episodes about half an hour long. And yep. p- fantastic. Pitch stuff. number three is another sort of audio sitcom. This is a sh- brand new show. It's final episode of this season, at least just dropped. And this is a show called bubble. Have you heard about this one? No, I haven't heard of this that. This is on the Maximum Fun network and it was there's a show on that network called Jordan Jesse Go, which is the sort of two guys and a guest hang around and goof off sort of that format, a very loose podcast. And the titular okay. Jordan is this guy named Jordan Morris. He's a comedy writer and he wrote a what he wanted to be a television pilot and he shopped it around to a couple places and everyone's like, This sounds great. I don't think we could ever do this. Because it's got some sort of sci-fi and fantasy elements in it, in it, and like, how would we ever sell this? This is too much money to produce. So he's like, and he talked with his podcasting friends, and he's like, we could make this an audio show pretty easily, right? We just need sound effects. We don't need men in rubber suits. 
So it is an eight-episode sort of sci-fi fantasy comedy. And what it is about is this world where... Interesting. There are these wilds full of, like, dangerous plants and animals. And civilization has built Uh up these big bubbles. And inside the bubbles are these planned communities. And there is a service called hunter that's an app you have on your phone like it's uber or something and when a monster has snuck in from outside the bubble from out there in the wilds you click on hunter and you call a hunter who comes over there and destroys this monster for you so it's got it's described as buffy the vampire slayer for like modern hipsters living in the gig economy where they just make their living out of service apps basically I've listened to all of it, but the final episode, I haven't listened to that one yet, and it's really fun and really creative, and it's got excellent cast and acting and sound design and all of that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think I'm going to go with that last one. You want to pick Bubble? Third one. Cool. Yeah. I've never heard of it, so that'll be interesting. I'm also not a huge, like, fantasy fan. So I want to pick something that's, like, not in my comfort zone. So, yeah, like, it's, it is more sci-fi, but it's less about, like, it's less hard, shiny, hard, shiny sci-fi. It's not, like, computers and robots and stuff. It's more like, here's a creature. It's creature sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Interesting. Well, yeah, that, that one sounds a lot of fun. It's always good that we can do some audio dramas on here yeah and it Um, is eight episodes long they're about half an hour each and this is on the max fun network if you want to look that up and of course this is all free on whatever your pod catcher of choice is and so yeah yeah you just search bubble podcast or just bubble bubble yeah you can search for bubble it's been uh, very popular lately i think it has gotten like a good amount of buzz to it so you should be able to find it really easily Sounds good. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, sounds sounds good. Thank you all for joining us. I saw that a couple of p- people of you popped into the live chat. Um, don't forget about uh, re- resubscribing uh, to our brand new RSS feeds. Search the whatnots in your podcast app and all our shows will pop up uh the only one you should not be subscribing to is the whatnots by the whatnots Mm -hmm. because that one is the one that will be shut down mid-september so go subscribe to the review show the captain's log and the reactor core uh, that being said, if you guys liked this show or any of our other podcasts, please go to patreon.com slash the whatnots and you can support us for just a dollar a month. Uh, we would absolutely, absolutely love your support and your hard earned money. Uh, cause we, we need some help to keep this show, get the lights on, keep the mics, the, ugh. Mm-hmm. I cannot speak today. Keep the mics on on uh and potentially buy new equipment and hosting and all of that stuff one day because that would be fantastic um 
that being said, if you cannot give us any money to support, that is a-okay. Just go do all the things on all of the social medias. Help spread the word. Tell your friends, family, like, share, subscribe, sell your soul, hit the bell, mm-hmm. whatever you need Whatever you need to do. Uh, if you guys missed the live streams, this goes up as a podcast and on YouTube the following week. Um, or if you can go on Patreon, you can get it early. Um but yeah, so thank you guys. Next week we will be talking about the audio drama podcast Bubble. So go go check it out. That should be fun. Uh, yeah, sweet. I guess we will see you guys next week. Melissa, mm-hmm. where can the lovely p- people find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. I also have an Instagram under that same name. So I went on vacation recently. I saw a Panic at the Disco concert and a really crazy art museum. So if you're interested in those things and all the wonders that Tulsa has to offer, you can go see all my vacation pictures, I guess. If you listen to that Captain's Log episode (laughs) and you're like, I would like to see these things, that's where they are. These giant wicker sculptures and crazy eyeball things and whatnot. Uh, sweet. If you guys want to get in touch with me, I am at Hush315 on Twitter, and you guys can follow uh, at the Whatnots uh, for all sorts of updates from all of our podcasts uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, this has been The Review Show, and we will see you guys next Bye. week. Adios, guys. Bye. <laughs>